podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine morning? I'm good. I am well. It's getting a little bit warmer here. It actually got a little bit colder after getting warmer. That's the season we're in, but that's the off-season we're in as well. Things are getting warmer, like looking like Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson are going new places, and then things get colder and they're still there. Yep, I nice transition from season to off <laughs> season that? there. That was uh that was that was fun to watch, but I totally agree with you. It's been fascinating to watch this free agency cycle. A lot of it we've watched kind of from the sidelines just cuz besides really the Javon Hargrave signing, the 49ers have not made any big splashes and we don't we don't really expect them to. They're pretty pretty happy with with where the roster is but it's time to start now diving into the draft today is going to be our really draft draft a palooza episode i'm i'm calling it we'll get you all caught up to everything you need to know or that we think you need to know more accurately about the 49ers before the uh before the 2023 draft but first we'll catch up on some breaking news we saw just this morning Ian Rappaport of NFL Network tweeted out that Trey Lance is reportedly a trade target of NFL teams. They've called the 49ers, and I think the the big news is the 49ers are taking those calls. Um, direct quote from Rappaport, the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into potential trade for former number three pick quarterback Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is the likely future starter. Daniel, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Thoughts are they absolutely should be entertaining the calls. Like, if if John Lynch is going to come out at the, uh, what do we call this, owner meetings? President meetings? What was that? Uh, owners meetings. Owners Just, meetings. Owner, thank you. Owners meetings. Uh, if he's going to come out and say, everyone, it's, it's announced, we all know that Brock Purdy's a starter. So if teams want to trade for your backup, and you don't entertain the phone call? That doesn't make any sense. So, of course, to me, they should be entertaining the phone calls, hearing the offers, and absolutely weighing them. And I would I would also say that they should be sending counter offers. I think that they should absolutely be willing to trade Trey Lance if the price is right. I, now, I totally agree. I think this is bigger news if the answer is the 49ers haven't entertained the calls. That's bigger breaking news. This is par for the course. This is expected at this point. It would be news if they were making the calls. It would be news if they weren't taking the calls. But the, hey, teams are calling and the 49ers are, are chatting about it is absolutely exactly what we'd expect at this point in time. What you and I are both dying to know is what what is going on in these phone calls? What are these offers like? So... I want to just take five seconds to think ourselves and what is a potential offer that we think these teams are making for Trey Lance? What do we actually think an offer could look like? And this is absolute just throwing, Timmy and I are throwing a dart because we don't actually know. I mean, we gave three first round picks for him, but 
there's no, there's no way after what has happened in his his first two seasons that is what he's getting back. So yeah, well, Timmy, what do you what do you think is an offer that could have been made for him? I kind of I kind of think that's the line first round pick. I think I don't think anyone's making this offer. I think the 49ers immediately. I was curious your thoughts on this. If they if someone calls and say if the Houston Texans call and say hey we'll send you the 12th overall pick in the 2023 draft, you're taking it right? Like I think that's done. I think that's a done deal. We're sending Trey for that, right? Yes. Um, dang. So, this, I mean, I just want to know how John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan would yeah. respond because my first thought when you said one first-round pick, the 12th overall pick for Trey Lance, my first thought is, and I'm sure these guys think differently than I do, but my first thought is, dang, I gave three of those for him. Yeah. It, if I'm then, like, really, that's all I'm getting in return because I gave three. And, you know, when we're playing our fantasy sports, especially for – for dynasty trades, when you, when you draft a, you know uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, Washington sorry no I was Washington Commanders football team running back Antonio Gibson, uh, my buddy that Timmy knows his name is Jared and he got Antonio Gibson in the third round of a rookie draft, and then I think someone offered him a second round pick in like the peak of him going off, and he was like. Uh, well, why sh- why should I do that? I got him with a, th- I got him with a third, um, and I'm like, no, but just just where you drafted him doesn't mean like that's yeah, his value. It, it's sunk cost. Antonio you know? Gibson, yeah, he way outplayed his value, and yes, Trey Lance has had a bunch of injuries and has not had that time, but that's also something to say. He has been around for two years and has not been able to play and doesn't look super poised and experienced. So why would someone go trade three first-round picks? They just won't. That's no. the thing. And that's why I think the best offer the 49ers can hope to realistically get is probably some seconds. And I, I bet that's where the conversation is. There is a day two pick of some kind, and I just don't think it's probably not enough right now. I think a couple seconds probably I actually probably think you're right done, on, though. But, yeah, I think that's kind of where the line is. I think you're right on, though. I bet you if we called John Lynch right now – here, let me Google his number. Um, and you said, hey, what's the line – What's the lowest you'll go to trade Trey? I bet you hit it on the dot at least a first. That would be my assumption of that's what their line is. Are they going to get that, and do they do they need to adjust? Maybe, but I think you hit it right on where they're we're not going to take anything less than a first round pick. Who's to say that stays that long? But and it's funny you say the Texans because I'm like okay, they're you know they're I think they'll get C.J. Stroud second overall if the Panthers take Bryce Bryce Young. But there's talk about them saying, yeah, they're not convinced on CJ. They might take Will Anderson or p- potentially Jalen Carter, but I'd, I'd go with Will Anderson and take a defensive guy instead. So what if they took Will Anderson, the second pick, and then they're like, ah, we don't actually want, you know, say all four top quarterbacks are gone by 12th pick. And they're like, ah, we need a quarterback. Let's trade the 12th overall pick for Trey Lance and see how it goes. It's yeah. not bad. I think, I I think that that's a hard it's a hard spot right for the 49ers because I think, I think we're in agreement. I personally am of the opinion that Trey Lance's ceiling is higher than Brock Purdy's ceiling, right? And it's between these two guys. Sam Darnold is not, or I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a realistic option. I don't think Sam Darnold is competing for the starting job. It's Brock Purdy. It's Trey Lance, right? And you oh, look at yeah. these two guys. 
Trey Lance was drafted because he had the physical tools to be a game-changing, game-breaking quarterback. He had the tools to be a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, Trey was just working out with. He had the tools to be one of these elite, game-changing, game-wrecking guys. He still has those tools. That potential is still there. He's only started, what, three games? You have no idea if he actually is that guy. If he becomes that guy, that guy is better than Brock Purdy. The question you're asking yourself, and what I'll ask you, Daniel, the question you're asking yourself if you're John Lynch, and the questions I'm now asking you are two things. One, does Trey Lance actually hit that ceiling? What are the odds of that? Question number two, can you just win now with Brock Purdy regardless? Those are the questions the 49ers have to ask themselves. And if the answer is, we're not sure Trey's going to hit that ceiling, and we think we can win with Brock, then you probably trade Trey for the best day two pick you can get, and you bring in some defensive or offensive lineman talent. Yeah, I would say, I you know I am someone who is so, I people are, I see fans are so quick to write off players, so quick whether it's when they're young or just when they're old and to say okay they're washed. I'm the opposite. I give loads of time to say before someone is done. And listeners, if you don't know, I'm a big baseball geek as well. And a lot of my leniency, so to speak, to determining if someone is a bust or not comes from uh, baseball players take a long time to develop and be able to play at the major league level majority of the time, especially the pitching position. You can get some of the best young pitchers that are 22, 23 years old, and they're barely MLB ready. It's about the time they're 25, somewhere a little later. Every year, there is a pitcher who is a highly ranked prospect, and they don't do very well, and people write them off and say, oh, they were a bust. But then people, teams, either a different team or that same team, still gives them a chance, and with that time, practice, repetition, and maybe a new scenery, whatever, there's a lot of factors, they then shine. I think that is absolutely what could be happening with Trey Lance. Now, for that to truly happen, for him to get that time and a team to have patience with him, it's going to have to be a new team. He's he could We could give him the time of being our backup, but I don't think he's actually going to get to practice at an, at an elite level and grow unless he goes to a different team. And what better team to take any kind of project than the project team themselves, the Houston Texans? And so I, I just think it's funny that you threw out that trade now I don't I would not bet money that it would happen, but I think that would actually be a phenomenal circumstance if the Texans traded for Trey Lance. If they did not get a quarterback with second overall pick and they don't want to roll with Davis Mills next year, or they're like, okay, Trey and Davis competed out. But Timmy, I think your questions are spot on where do we believe that Trey could still hit that ceiling? I think every day he doesn't the possibility gets less and less. And I still fully believe he had, you know, you related some of his talents to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I've said from day one, now he's got a lot of the similar traits to Josh Allen. He's big. He can run. He seems pretty fearless. He's got a cannon, right? Those things haven't changed. Those exactly. things have I mean, not he's changed. Still what? I think he's still 22. I think so. He's younger than most if, of the guys who are going to go not, in the first round of this draft. Most of the quarterbacks that are going to go in this round, in the first round, are, are younger than him, I think. Trey Lance is currently 22. Yeah. 
And so do you just say, well, you know what? He's 22. He could have spent those two years in college and we'd still be excited about him as a prospect. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm still enticed enough by the ceiling that I kind of want the Niners to keep him around. And I I think they will just because I don't think they're going to get. What do the 49ers need right now? The roster is stacked other than quarterbacks. If you put an elite quarterback in, you win. So why give up the best shot we have to have a truly elite guy, which is still Trey Lance over Brock Purdy? That's the thing is that's what I've been thinking about before and after we started talking is I actually don't think there's a need for them to trade Trey Lance for any kind of draft capital, at least this year. They're set. I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and even having Jordan Mason – as running back three or TDP, who you know we haven't seen tons of, but as, as your fourth running back, you're okay. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings is my favorite wide receiver three. Uh, excited to see Ray Ray McLeod work in his plays. Danny Green might step up, and they got Chris Conley, who they're excited about because his catching radius is ridiculous. Uh, Free agent signing Chris Conley. Yeah, sorry, didn't I leaked that one? <laughs> Uh, this guy named George Kittle is pretty good that they still have. It's their O-line that is a need for sure. But here's the thing is it's, it's not – they're not going to get anyone in the draft that's going to take over. So it's just depth. No, no one they draft is going to be a starter over Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, Jalen Moore, let alone probably Colton McKivitz, John Feliciano, or – uh, another guy. We already talked about Matt Pryor. You flip to the defensive side. We just, you know, people were saying, oh, defensive line is a need. We need someone opposite Bosa. That's the one one I agree with, Drake Jackson. But then we signed Clellan Farrell. Yes, he's on the same side as Bosa, but I really think you should be able to switch sides pretty easily. And they're like, okay, defensive tackle. Got to put someone with Eric Armstead because Javon Kinlaw ain't it. Welcome Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Like say, all the needs that I think we have had, we are meeting except the two true needs I would say is offensive line depth and that I say depth because these are going to be B team guys that might work their way up and cornerback. And you could also throw in safety just cuz Tashawn Gibson, I, you know, I don't know if I would just give him the keys to the kingdom and that means George Odom, and I don't even know who Miles Hartsfield is. Those are the backups, so we need some sort of safety depth there as well. Yeah. And someone, you know, we signed Isaiah Oliver. He'll, on the 49ers depth chart, Isaiah Oliver is behind Diamondor Lenore, and that's a great, you know, those two, Traveris Ward, Samuel Womack, Ambry Thomas, that's a great room, but that let's add to it cornerback and o-line let's add to it otherwise i feel as good as can be about this team so why trade trey lance for more draft capital you you, you don't i don't think they will and i think that's the key right the ceiling of like what trey lance could turn into does so much more for this team than what any draft pick could do right now all right well that's the the breaking breaking news. Daniel, want to get us? We'll get us caught up on the free agent signings, other than Chris Conley, and then we're gonna do a little draft prep. Yeah, so we signed three guys to a one year deal. I'm gonna tell you two of them. Timmy gets one. Okay. So Chris Conley, wide receiver. I thought I saw that in his picture on Instagram of the signing that he was most recently with the Titans. But Chris Conley has bounced around. I, I don't. I think he's drafted by the Chiefs, and then he went to the Jaguars and the Texans. He's been he's been around. Older guy now, bigger guy, 
but I saw some some stats on him about his catching radius, and he's he's not a crazy route runner, but you throw the ball anywhere near him, and he adjusts and moves to it well. And my first thought when I saw that was, wow, Chris would have been great when Jimmy was the quarterback for his ability to adjust to the ball being thrown to him. Um, but, you know, he, he comes in as the potential the four, five, or six receiver on the depth chart. I think it's a, a, a good veteran signing. Uh, I said Jawan Jennings on our depth chart, and that makes sense, but he was an un, he was a restricted free agent, but we have re-signed him to a one-year deal. I love that Jawan Jennings is back on our team. Timmy is going to tell us about this third signing. Yeah, we got Jawan Jennings. We got Chris Conley. And our final signing is we got defensive end, defensive tackle, edge rusher. Kerry Hyder is coming back. Death, taxes, and the 49ers re-signing Kerry Hyder. It is constant, and it is great. He plays better on the 49ers than anyone else, so... Let's stay with us, Kerry Hyder. He'll be in for, you know, 10 snaps a game, get some pressure on the quarterback, and that's what we keep him around for, you know? I was texting Timmy, I think just yesterday, about that signing, and he he responded, death taxes and Kerry Hyder. I said, okay, I need you to announce this one. That is too stinking funny. Yeah, gotta, I do believe this is it. the third time we've signed him. Yeah, I think, we I think so. Got him this is a time. re-signing. He went away for a year and then came back. The the prodigal yeah. edge rusher returned, and now he's been he's been re-signed for the for the 49ers. So definitely yeah. just a, a guy who was realized that he's gonna be best with us. So he's he's coming back. Yeah, excited about him. Good good depth there. Yeah, but that's all we got for for news. We want, we got through our our Trey Lance news and. I think I don't know if there's going to be an episode that goes by that we don't talk about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance in some way, shape, or form. Can't it's always talk. There's always things to discuss. But uh, it's draft time. Yeah, it's draft time. So we're going to do two things in today's episode. We're going to do a mock draft, and also thinking, let's just want to just jump in and do the mock now, Daniel. Let's just do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna present. My, I can present it. my screen. If you're you're good with that, um, oh yeah. Sorry, you, listeners, you get once again some technical difficulties for us, but hopefully just, no difficulties. We've goes. had that before. All right. Do you see Daniel? My not my Spotify. I don't want my Spotify. If you see my ESPN analytics mock draft, you see that? I do. Let's do it. Oh, this is good. This is looking good. We're going to start the draft. The 49ers' first pick is at 99. We can make trades. I say we do no trades. Let's just let's go to work. I did a couple drafts with trades, with no trades, and I think doing with trades this late, they were offering every pick, and I said, okay, this isn't this yeah. isn't working for me. It's simulating uh, right now. We'll, we'll talk about the beginning real quick. We have first overall was C.J. Stroud to the Panthers, followed by Bryce wow. Young to the Texans, and then I think it was Jalen Carter, third, to the Carolina Panthers. Not shocking. Uh, that Stroud, Richardson, Young drama is kind of still still ongoing at the, the top, those top picks. I think we're going to get a lot of quarterbacks up there, but but we'll see. Not super important to the 49ers, just kind of killing time. Daniel, what do you want to do with this first kind of set of picks? The 49ers have 99, and I think 101 and 102. What are the things you're hoping to walk away with in this first kind of pass at the draft board. I am. So you, when, when you hear people talk about draft, I think the two main things, Oh, it's funny seeing Jake Hayner 
because we're from the Bay Area, so his mom is a news anchor, and so I just I, I saw hate JP that guy. He beat UCLA like, while I was there, and it was brutal. Uh, I just remember I was like, oh, I didn't even know he was going for the draft. But so when you're talking draft stuff, when you're talking draft strategy, the two main things you'll usually hear people talk about is you know you can fill in the word best talent, best option available, or go for a need, like. You know, the Panthers traded up for the first pick, so they can do both. They can get best option available, so like just best talent out there, which is potentially Bryce Young, um, and fill a need. They need a quarterback. So for the Niners, I think that because no one they draft in the fourth round right or third round right here is going to take over and be a starter, in my opinion. So what I would say is you go for a need. And the needs that we kind of went through, in my opinion, is offensive line and cornerback. Those are the main two needs. But I would also say an edge rusher could be a need. I totally agree. I totally agree. Someone to go with Drake Jackson if Colin Farrell is truly like behind Bosa and staying on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three main needs. What do the Niners do every year as well? They draft the third round running back. Yep. Do I want them to do that this year? No, not necessarily. Are they going to? You bet your sweet biscuits they are. So let's just pick the best running back available in the third round. It's just what happens, man. Yeah, agreed. All right. You also saw so, you saw reports of them looking at tight ends, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely brought some tight ends in. It makes sense. They're still kind of looking for that true pass-catching tight end compliment to Bosa. So it, it makes sense to me that they're um, – Compliment to Bosa, you say? Yeah, or compliment, sorry, not Bosa, compliment to, to Kittle. And so it yeah. makes sense to me that that's still kind of kind of out there. Yeah. Um, well, we got to make that first pick, Daniel. What do you what do you want to do? You want to go corner, offensive lineman, edge rusher, running back? What should we start with here? Should we do I'm kind of thinking corner. Let's see. That got, is what I'm thinking. Got Dane Brugler's draft guide as always. Um just trying to find the defensive backs page. It is, it is funny when you use different simulators. So uh, we have used Pro Football Focus in the past. Um, I used that last night, but uh, they wanted me to pay for a full seventh-round one. And, yeah, I can't do that. So I went to a different one and um, pr- found Pro Football Network, and they were letting me do a full seven-round. And so with, my, with the majority of my – I did a bunch of mock drafts. The two – the two high, highest-ranked cornerbacks that I either took with the, the 99th pick or the 101 pick was usually Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks is from Alabama. And then Jartavius Martin is from Illinois. Those are the two top cornerbacks that yeah. I had seen at the board and taken. And that's what we're not seeing yeah. them at the top right here on this board. We've seen different names, guys like, ooh, Maybe potentially Clark Phillips the third out of Utah, I think is a guy we might wanna wanna look at. Okay. He's yeah. he's high up on uh Dane Brugler's got him high. That's my my guy. He's his eighth cornerback off the board. Coming out of California, which I like. Twenty one years old. We do like that. Five foot nine, one eighty four. I'm curious if he let's see if he if he played the nickel. I'm uh, that's important to me. I think that would make him if he's played that a few has... different spots in the backfield, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, potentially ability to play safety as well could be really cool. Just yeah, the depth at it both. But yeah, we like California boys. We like Dame Brugler's opinion as well. Dame Brugler we like thinks he could be a nickel, so that's that's good enough for me. Want to grab Clark Phillips the third? 
Let's do it. All right, 49ers drafting Clark Phillips the third. And now we're up again. And then we're up uh, immediately. Who was taken in between these picks? But taken in between was Zach Pickens' defensive tackle. Okay. So I'm thinking, thinking we try to get our edge rusher here, Daniel. Yeah. So let's see who we are rolling with. Pulling up, you know, the beast. Dang Brugler's Some of the This is so I'm sure this makes great radio. But yeah, if we're thinking edge rusher, we we're gonna let's filter by that. Let's filter by the defensive ends here. The top when guy ESPN has on the night. board is Isaiah McGuire. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm just interested looking at these rankings right now because when I did one of my drafts on Pro Football Focus, I had KJ Henry. Uh, edge from Clemson and he's like the seventh ranked defensive end right now and he was the the highest ranked defensive end at pick number 99 and here at pick 101 he's ranked like 151 so some different rankings on KJ Henry or just different rankings here man I don't know how we could pick anyone else other than Habakkuk Baldonado yeah that's I just I'm just I like that name it is a good Um, it is a good name where is Dane Brugler has him as the thirty third best edge rusher, so that's a perfect bit of a downgrade by Brooks? by from ESPN. I think Isaiah McGuire, I think Yaya Diaby, Carl Brooks, all guys worth worth looking at. I'm good. Daniel, what do you what do you want to do with this spot? Let us go. I'm just trying to look at the highest ranked defensive end on his list that's open. Is Yaya Diaby the highest ranked one right now? Uh, Isaiah McGuire's not far behind him. Yeah, looks like Yaya Diaby's the the top guy according to Brugler. So, pulling up, yeah, we can go pulling up Yaya's background uh, out of Louisville, six foot three, two hundred sixty three pounds, fifth year senior, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, twenty three years old. He was a no star recruit, but he developed. Dane Brugler said overall he needs to develop a more instinctive and craftier approach, but he has the natural explosion and length to tap gaps or power through the shoulder of blockers like a swinging saloon door. I like him. He's a developmental <laughs> player. He's got the size. Yep. I think that let's take him. That makes sense to me. Let's do it. So what that's I like Yaya the Diaby most, out of Louisville that we're What I like about that is you and I talk so often that we have a defensive line coaching and culture that just takes guys in. And they have their years and they go. So if he's got the physical talent, let's let's teach him up on how to how to make some better tweaks and moves and send him off. I totally I agree. I'm thinking, Daniel, now's the time to talk about your running back. I have a name I think we need to talk about. I think we need to look at Roshan Johnson out of Texas, not Bijan Johnson, Roshan Johnson, Bijan's backup, former quarterback recruit. The reason I want to make sure we talk about him, Daniel, is the 49ers met with him either today or in the near past or future. The 49ers are meeting with him basically right now. So he is on wow. the board for these guys so i think roshan johnson makes sense he's a former quarterback a really really good athlete who can yeah. do kind of a do everything no, that's why guy. they want him yeah they want a running back who can play quarterback so when they get to the nfc championship games they can have another christian mccaffrey op- option yeah he's the seventh running back on uh on dane brugler's board so i think that's a good wow. move he's an athletic well, guy I who can pass catcher. I really think I, I think Roshan Johnson makes a ton of sense for the Niners. Daniel, you good with that move? If you're, yeah, if you're meeting with a guy, 
you're meeting, I don't know how many draft prospects go visit teams and meet with them. You're a fourth round running back and you're meeting with a team. Maybe that happens all the time and I have no idea, but that sounds sounds pretty good to me. So <laughs> I think we're going to take them. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good spot to be. Let's do it. Roshan Johnson draft. All right. I think we worked through that third round thinking, Daniel, maybe we maybe we pause this draft and just talk a little bit more overall for the next few minutes where we see the Niners going, and then I know we gotta we might have to get on our way. So maybe I like it. So I like your 49ers going running back. I think that's gonna happen. Edge rusher, cornerback. I think if that's how the Niners go in the third round, makes perfect sense. I'm curious what you think about when and if they're going to go O-line. I think that's the other spot. Bring in another guy to fight for the right tackle move with Colton McKivitz. I think that right tackle position, fight it out with Colton McKivitz for that. I think that might be the move. I don't know, Daniel, what else you're, you're thinking there? So that that's the toss-up here where the three biggest needs, I would say, are we already, gone, we already went through them saying cornerback, offensive line, depth, um, what am I missing? Oh, potentially defensive line depth as well. Um, and running back isn't necessarily a need, but we do it all the time. And, you know, if we're meeting with a guy in the fourth round, we know that that's going to happen. So the only thing that I might flip-flop here is that uh, someone they, we might not take a cor- we might not take a corner or an edge or a defensive guy and take an offensive tackle instead. Um, but I think that, when I did, I think that when I did my mock drafts, I had an offensive tackle pretty much every time in the first three picks, and that was either guys like Jalen Duncan from Maryland, that was guys like uh, Tyler, where'd he go, Tyler Steen from Alabama, or um, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting the this draft because we're in a spot where the Forty ers are really just kind of kind of reloading the the roster is is really the move here which is an interesting an interesting spot to be in for sure. But yeah, I think with the the 49ers draft class this year, you've got that third round is really going to be crucial. That's where we're going to see what the team really values, but the the 49ers are in a really interesting spot where they can just kind of reload. So I think tight end is something to look at for those later rounds. I think they're still looking for a pass catching weapon, maybe the third as well. Daniel, I think you're right that a a running back's probably going in the third round. I would be shocked if we don't bring in a new O-lineman, definitely a cornerback, potentially a safety, and then that edge rusher spot always look for a couple guys. So we chatted a little bit about where we see the Niners going in the third round. Those later rounds I think could be anything. I could see a trade. I can see a lot of things going on there, so should be fun to follow. And then we'll... uh, We'll break it all down for you here on the 49ers Unrestricted Feed after after the draft. So enjoy the draft, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, uh, stay safe out there, everybody.